Hello. Hello. Welcome to Drinks and Dystopia podcast, a podcast of boozy what ifs. That's good. That's nice. too, it's not funny. It's a good little tag. It's a very literal tagline, but that's good. We don't do literal here. <laughs> So what are you drinking? Uh, I don't know. What what am I drinking? (laughs) It's tasty. It's delicious. Okay, one of us, we have two glasses of wine. One of us has a $7 Sauvignon Blanc and one of us has an $18 Sauvignon Blanc. Right, okay. I don't know the names. I am confident I've got the more expensive one, even though I haven't tasted your one yet. I don't. I don't have no way of telling which is which. Okay, so me, we're going to forever just believe we were right. Okay, let me choose your one. Oh, okay. Now I'm uh, not so sure. Yours is gross. Just tastes like feet. I win. <laughs> I think mine's lovely. <laughs> well, I like. I like sucking on feet though. So it's gross. <laughs> backtrack corner. I hate backtrack corner because essentially backtrack corner is let's list all the ways Lee's wrong. That's what <laughs> no, this is. It's... This is what backtrack corner has become. It's just your score settling. That's all it is. Although the backtrack corner this week is is my fault. Oh. Because my brother had a great idea of creating some jingles, which is great. It's all well and good if I knew how to make jingles, but I don't. So I'm keeping the first one introduces us, but the others are gone. Oh, I like your jingles. They they're so bad that they're meant to be good, but I've forgotten the good part. So it's just they're just so bad. Oh, you you showed me a few of them, and I really like them. Well, we'll see. If we get any requests for jingles, I'll put them in. But yeah. I'm guessing. Do, do my requests count or not? What's our website? All right, let's not get bogged down in who knows <laughs> where these podcasts are. All I know is I like jingles, okay? As far as you know, this could be an elaborate joke. And I yeah, just like you this... sit with me and chat, and I've never done anything. I know, yeah. I'm starting to think that. I'm starting to think that no one's actually listening to this. You've just told everyone I know. It's about, oh, Mitch, Mitch, we're doing a podcast. He's an idiot. He'll, he'll believe me. <laughs> I. The other backtrack thing to mention is that um, my friend Hugh, who is a doctor of music, that's right. Oh, I know yeah. a doctor of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that a few more times. But he is, came up with some. Is, is, is there, how long until he's also a doctor of love? Or is he already. <laughs> do you have to be a doctor of love before you can become. Well, I feel like I'm going to not do this justice because he sent me a really eloquent email and I've listed it down in two bullet points, which will not in any way sum up. I read I read the whole email to you and it was, it was really well crafted. Yeah, absolutely. But basically, to sum it up, I was right and you were wrong, is his opinion. But mind mouse. Again, this is, this is like Backtrack Corner all over again. We are in Backtrack Corner. Are we still in Backtrack Corner? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So we're in Lee's wrong corner. And, okay, the mind mouth thing. He was saying that if the people spoke less words in the telepathic universe, that we would communicate with less sound. Therefore, the sound in our mind could, like, you could think of the sound of an orchestra and put that into a mind of an audience so you could one person could be a whole orchestra and can like you could create symphonies that yeah. would like evoke real emotions and stuff yeah. when i was reading it it sounded a bit like a futurama you know the the instrument he plays and it creates images yes yes so like a reverse of that yeah that's a very good point and and i acknowledge it is a good point the mind mouth thing is that what is what i sort of take issue <laughs> but you're singing out of your mind yeah so that's what you meant by a mind mouth yeah is it okay yeah. was you what you meant was that you could project musical thoughts into other people's minds without yeah. them actually hearing the thought that they don't have to actually hear physical sound yeah that you basically just project the mental 
image of sound, if that makes any sense. Mind map. An image of sound? That's chaos right there, but... Mind map. Mind map. I'm just going to keep saying it, because it's 100%. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you a little question this week. That's not, that's, that doesn't sound like our podcast. <laughs> Asking questions. So, last week, we asked, I asked you what superpower you want. Yes. And so, this week, I'm going to ask you. Okay. If you had to live with a sci-fi character of the same sex, because you're just going to say someone you want to speak with. Oh, Tanya. So, if you had to have a roommate from yeah. a sci-fi world, or fantasy, like any any mythical creature, I guess. Yeah. Who are you going with? Who's going to be your odd couple? Ooh, who would I share flat with? Um, see, now I think my I, I, my instant reaction was Bender, straight away. <laughs> He's the worst. I, he lives in a cupboard, first of all. Well, no. He, well, yeah, he lives in the cupboard, but I'd get the whole apartment. Like, Friday's, brilliant. Okay. He's a raging alcoholic, brilliant. <laughs> um, but you'd have to fight over the alcohol. That's true, but... We like, you know, a great time with Bender, especially when he's a human. Human Bender. That's who I want to live with. Human Bender who just goes insane and parties like like it's 1999. Okay. That Bender. But I think I'm just saying that because you just made the reference that my Futurama. mouth is like Futurama. So my, that's how my brain works. What about Zap Brannigan? I mean, Zap's hilarious, but you wouldn't want to live with Zap Brannigan. He's like no. the worst person ever. Who else, who else would I like to? What fictional character would I like to? Spock? That'd be fun. Ah, oh, he'd be boring, though. Bones. Maybe Bones. Bones could be fun. Kirk would be amazing to live with. <laughs> you just, just come into your kitchen in the morning, full of green women. Just alien orgies. That's all <laughs> it would be, constantly, with, with, with Kirk. So I'm all over that. Um, I might go with a robot, but like a good one, not an alcoholic one. Right. Like Bender. Okay, which one? What, like There's Robbie no the female robot robots. Can I, if, do robots count as genderless? Can I just pick a robot? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe Data. Maybe. Really? Nah, he's boring, isn't he? Well, it's Wally! Okay, that's a good choice. I know what. Wally's cute. I mean, he's useless, but no, he's, he's cute. No, he's not. He does a little dance with his hat. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> How many times do you reckon you can see that every day until you were like, do every something else, Wally? Every day would be great. Yeah, that's true, actually. It would be great. But you hate cockroaches. <laughs> like, every day you go on about cockroaches and he'd befriend them all. Yeah. That'd be a problem, wouldn't it? And I'd be like, oh, who's your friend, Kale? <laughs> <laughs> so Wally would hate you. You and Wally wouldn't get along. Wally doesn't have the capacity to hate. Only though he's not a human. Oh, I see what you did there. That was a stinging rebuke for <laughs> humanity. Like, take their humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like I answered that very well because <laughs> it's hard, I, isn't it? So I many. just referenced something we'd referenced moments before. Um, I can't think off the top of my head who would be a really good fictional cat. I mean, everyone listening must be like Lee. There's literally millions. This is hard. Han Solo would be fun. Han Solo would be fun to live with, but he's a jerk, isn't he? Well, he shoots people first. You've got to take a lot of things into consideration if you're going to live with somebody. It's, you know, are they going to be... They they could be fun, but they might be, you know, a monster to live with. That's why the robots are great. They don't use your bathroom. Yeah. They don't mind cleaning. They'll use the electricity up, but they probably don't get a wage that they need anything for, so we can be sent directly to you for the rent. Essentially, you're saying it's a slave. You can, I am. You, you, can treat, you can treat them as a slave. Well, I love them. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? What about fantasy world? Is there anyone fantasy you'd like to live with? Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf would be cool to live with. But again, he's a bit of a jerk as well, isn't he? Like He's out a lot. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, you'd have the play. 
<laughs> You'd have the place to yourself a lot because he'd be on, on quests, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd always be out on quests. Popping out for a quest. Yeah, I'll have maybe gone for several years. Bring milk. <laughs> yeah. No, don't rely on him. It's going to be, if you're waiting for him to bring back milk, be waiting forever. Take out the bins, you'll never see him again. <laughs> I had to throw him into the fires of mortal. That's the only way I could get rid of these bins. <laughs> yeah, so Gandalf might be a good one. Yeah, there we are, Gandalf. <laughs> so we've chosen the one that would never be there. Yeah, and, he's, and when he is there, he's got magical powers, so he could just magic stuff, magic your food, magic things into the bin. What about Mary Poppins? Oh, she is. Uh, she'd be unbelievable. But she just snap and... Yeah. I know, but she's, she loves herself. She's practically perfect in every way. <laughs> well, that, that's what she says about herself. No, that's what her tape measure says about her. Is that, yeah? Yeah. Her own tape measure that she happened to bring. Yeah. I like that you say that, like everyone has a sentient tape measure that decides well, if you're a good person. I mean, if, if I went to the shop and bought a, a tape measure and I measured myself and it just happened to say perfectly in every way, that's one thing. But if I turn, she's obviously written out of the tape measure herself. <laughs> so, so she That'd just... be a great. I might. That might be the drawing from this week. Just Mary yeah. Poppins sat in a dark room with a pen, going, "Somebody loves me." Yeah, measuring herself and then going, "Practically perfect in every way." Whatever. Yeah. No, I don't want to live with Mary Bloody Poppins. Aww. All she'd be doing is whinging constantly. I love Mary. All those cartoon birds jumping and painting with her. Her room could just be a drawing of a room and you could just jump into it. Just jump into it. You could have a three-bedroom house and she could live in a painting. (laughs) Minimum space. That's a good point, actually. (laughs) You're talking me around for this Mary Poppins malarkey. Okay. So, this week's New World Rule. I feel that you've had it easy for the last few weeks. Oh, have I? They've all been kind of fun. Oh, there's Muppets. Yay. What was last week's? Uh, oh, was if everyone could everyone feels feel feelings. Feel feelings or whatever, yeah. Which we concluded was just happiness. Although, and I know this is kind of backtrack corner, but since it's happened, there's been a few occasions where someone has annoyed me, and I've thought, if only you could feel my annoyance. And then I've thought, no, because that would bring them joy. And then, then feeling joy would make me know they're malicious and make me all angry, which would make them happy again, and there'd be no end to that circle apart from me killing them. <laughs> but I thought I thought we we said there was eleven bounce backs or something. Seventeen. You, seventeen is there. So, so you know it's only going to happen seventeen times. But even if can you see my point though? Yeah. It only kind of works if the person doesn't take joy like Schadenfreude. This is like yeah. a German word that me and Lee love, which means taking pain from other people's no taking pleasure from other people's pain. And if you have that, then you're just going to repeatedly get joy from it and. They'll know that, and annoyed. Maybe this is just an interaction I had that annoyed me this week. But <laughs> well, yeah, yes, but you, Schadenfreude, t- you know, taking pleasure from someone else's misfortune is you can see that they're they're you can see that they're experiencing misfortune and bad things, and that gives you joy. But if you actually felt how they feel, you wouldn't feel joy, would you? No, but you, I'd be you'd annoyed. Be, you'd be feeling it. You'd be feeling what they're feeling, so you'd feel like shit. Uh, I know, I, mean? I suppose. It depends how like, psychologically deep you are, I suppose. Not very. <laughs> Me neither, so we're fine. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we had, I would say, easy weeks. I'm, we're going to go a bit somber today. Somber? A bit somber. Okay. So in this world, yeah. you wake up tomorrow. Yeah. You turn the radio on, the radio we have. We still have radios. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's 1947. Okay. <laughs> radio comes on and it says, scientific discovery. In exactly 10 years' time, a meteor is going to crash into the Earth right. and destroy us all. 
Okay. And the countdown, the countdown clock begins. Ten years. Ten how, years. How do you think that that affects the world? Significantly, I yeah. would think. Okay. All right. You've really thrown you've thrown me a, it's a, a weird big one. one here, haven't you? It's a weird one because it's all about the way society would act, and because you've got ten years. That's such a huge span of time mm. that it could be a slow progress. It, there's a lot of stuff that could happen. Yeah, that's right. If it's like we've got a week, that's different. It's just chaos. Yeah, it's just chaos. But if, with 10 years, you're like, well, that's carry still on plenty, work? <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of time left to do stuff. Um, so no science is changing or anything in the world. But do you think... Is there any way to stop this? Well, this is, I think, from this, what would actually happen is... Every scientist in the world would drop everything and be like, right, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, because if, if this is avoidable, if it's like there's a meteor coming, then you'd think, well, we could, we can intercept it. We can do something. Then yes, I think everyone, everyone on the planet would drop what they're doing. All funding would go because there's nothing else matters, does it now? So do you think we're talking instant world peace or are all the countries going to try it for themselves for a while and then get together? Or is it going to be like, world, we're doing this together? Um, Let's pretend as well, somehow we found out about it just a few days after they discover it. So okay. that they haven't had it secretly away from us. So this it's all happening live, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, I, you know what? I don't think the world would cooperate straight away. I think it would, I think there would be... It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think they would, because I think instantly some countries would be thinking, well, we can't really contribute to this, but we could benefit from it. So, for example, you would imagine that America, China, Britain, Japan, you know, the big economies, uh, Germany, like all that, they, they're going to be like, let's do everything we can to stop this. But the slightly smaller ones who probably can't contrib contribute much, but could could possibly gain from it, you know, for example, North Korea. So you think that they'll see it as an opportunity of why those guys, while those guys are busy, yeah, they're never going to stop trying. So they're never going to stop us because they're busy. So I'll exactly like Iran on. would probably step up its nuclear program. North Korea would. A few countries probably would start building nuclear weapons and stuff because they'd be thinking, well, we can't contribute much to the thing, but while the world's distracted, we can build up our arsenal mm. of weapons. So That's that once, sad. yeah. I think that's probably what would happen. You know, it's quite similar. Think, to, sorry, sorry. Go no, go on. Mine's off topic. So what's your? I'm gonna say it's like that movie Arrival, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Very and the world well. kind of cooperates, but doesn't really, because no one really wants to share too much with each other, because they might give them an advantage. It'd all be on a any. They'd always get at any second a tiny wavering from anyone else, which yeah. mean they all stopped working together. Yeah, there would be lots of mistrust. I think. Um, but I think as well, though, you'd find that private companies like Elon Musk's company, what's Elon Musk's company? Or X, he's, got, he's got a few of them. But I think that you'd find that all the, interp the interpreters, all the entrepreneurs of the world might get together and be like, right, the private sector is going to solve this. Yeah, I think you'd find things like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, all these sorts of people would all be like, right, we're going to, this is, because, you know, they're kind of, especially Elon Musk and Bill Gates, I think they kind of see themselves as they're going to change the world type thing. I was put here to change the world, and I think they'd be like, this is our moment. This is why we were put here. We were put here to, to solve this issue. 
So I think they would, everything else would be, be dropped. And I think if all you need is a, is, you know, 10 of the richest people on the planet dedicating themselves to it and they would, they would come up with a solution without the governments, mm. never mind all the governments involved. Do you think that for all intensive purposes, the world would carry on as normal in terms of like, well, the stock market probably couldn't handle this. I don't think like it would crash instantly. Yeah. But what about like school education? Would kids be going to school? Or would they be like, right, or we're only teaching you science? Well, it becomes, again, it becomes very much dependent on um, how inevitable this comet is. This, so if, if they're like, there's a chance we could stop this, then you think, okay, well, everything should carry on as normal because we could stop this. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, there's a very slim chance, like if it's a meteor it's the 50, size, 50. if it's like the size of the moon and it's flying at Earth, they're like, there's, we're not going to be able to dis- misdirect this. It's 50-50 at the moment, whether we're going to survive 50-50. And 10 years. Like, people are very bad. Like, 10 years away, I think, would seem like forever it to some feel people. like a lifetime away. And I think a lot of people that have nothing to do with it might be like, ah, it'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I'd feel about it. But I think, though, what you find is, like, I reckon so many people would, like, quit their jobs and take up passion projects. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to be a musician. So they quit and become musicians or like, I think you get loads of, you know, like when they, have you ever heard the fact of like when September the 11th happened, there was all like the divorce rate dropped because no one got divorced anymore. And then like nine months later, all these babies were born because people were like, oh, actually this is what's important. Mm. But I think this might have the reverse. If they know the world's going to end in 10 years, I think everyone would, divorced because they were like i've only got 10 years to go crazy and they might stop having babies because they'd be like what's the point so you'd see the population plummet yeah do you think or do you go the other way no i think you might i mean yeah there'd be i think lots of people lots of people would be making conscious choices for example the baby situation there'd be a lot of people going what's the point in having children now there's only there's possibly only 10 years left might as well wait until after the comet or until we know. Or until we until we know for certain. At the same time, I think people would just be reckless because they're like, in 10 years, we're all going to die anyway. Yeah, but it is 10 years. So I feel like you're not getting the crazy recklessness of... You're yeah. just getting like this... Do you know what it is? It's a midlife crisis. Everyone in the world would have a midlife crisis, no matter the age. Everyone would buy yeah. that car they've always wanted. How would loans work? What would the bank do? Yeah, that's a good point. The financial system would kind of collapse. I reckon you might find banks that... 50-50, half of the banks would be like, no more loans. The other half might be like, but if it is okay, then we've got them all. <laughs> yeah. So give them all the loans they want. If it doesn't work, who cares? If it does work, then everyone's in debt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, that, I mean, yeah. You've got, yeah, as a bank, I suppose, you've got nothing to lose. But then, you know. No one's buying houses anymore. No. Why would you buy a house? Yeah. It's hard, see, it's difficult to judge because, yeah, there's like, it's somewhere between this sort of reckless abandon where you'd be like, well, there's no, there's no consequences anymore. Mm. Do anything and everything you want. Yeah. But the possibility that it'll all still be okay at the end of it. Yeah. You'd have to rein yourself in a little bit. It's possibly a lot, you know. And yeah, I think if you had kids, I mean, people who already had kids and children, I think would be like, well, life goes on as normal because you would be optimistic that everything's going to be okay. So you'd yeah. be very keen to keep things the same for there to be as little disruption as possible. I think people who are single might might go berserk because you think, well, I'm, 
dead in 10 years, probably. So, or possibly at least. I think you'd get a huge, like, bucket list society. It would be more driven. I'm going to jump out of that plane. I'm going to go and visit and travel. I think travel would go through the route. Like, yeah, people, people were traveling. Tourism would, be, would boom. Yeah, so you'd have this weird thing where everyone would just be living to do the things that they want to do. Because no one's buying houses anymore, so you can't sell your house. So you'd have to get... Like, but then you might find charity get, goes through the roof, as in, like, just come on in and do it. Like, What do you mean? Well, like, if you own a skydiving business. Yeah. Maybe you'd just be like... it. Maybe money would be more... It would have less value. Yeah, maybe it would be more give and take. We'd go mm. back to trading in a, in a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People would be more willing to turn a blind eye and, and be more... Yeah. You know, oh, you're a few quid short. Don't worry about it. The world's gonna end soon. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because like gold and silver and nothing will matter anymore. No. But it also unless it would. does, <laughs> unless you somehow <laughs> manage to redirect this comet, in which case it would be everything would be the not would be normal. God, you'd have yeah, you'd have two types of people, wouldn't you? You'd have the squirrelers, squirreling everything away while no one's looking. Like get all the gold that everyone's selling because they want to do these crazy things, and then you'd have the I suppose reckless is the wrong word because I would definitely be one of these that just like travels and does what they want. And... It would be interesting the aftermath if they did manage to redirect this meteor so it didn't hit the earth and everyone survived. I imagine there would be this tidal wave of lawsuits where people are saying I don't have to pay back this loan because I thought I was going to die. It was kind of under duress. I wasn't in the right state of mind because I thought I was going to die. Do you think there'd be a huge spate of suicides after the 10 years and be like, well, I prepared myself? Yeah, there probably would be. See ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. People would be like, I've sold everything I owned. I did everything. Which is, yeah, I think there'd be all sorts of legal things. Like people would probably sell all their, you know, let's say you had a load of gold. You'd mm. sell all your gold because it's the end of the world and then the world didn't end. Yeah. I imagine you could go, you'd go to court and say, I want that. I sold that gold under mental duress, I wasn't in the right state of mind, or I was, you know, it was, it was, it's a way of, sort of, it was, I was almost defrauded because I was given incorrect information that it's going to be the end of the world. So I imagine there'd be a huge spate of lawsuits, frivolous and justified. But that's not in this time frame we're talking about. Sorry, no. You, uh, that's another week. Yeah, we're going to yeah, have to, in I've the future, do the two weeks. One where it hits, oh wait, when it hits, there's nothing. The yeah, end. yeah, that's, that's the shortest <laughs> podcast in the world. <laughs> Okay, so oh, it is. It's a, such a strange. It's all opinion based, obviously. It's always opinion based what we do. But <laughs> no, Tanya, I speak <laughs> only in facts. If I say that's how it will be, that is how it will be. Do you think we'd have a more realistic chance? It would be so funny because you'd have teams, and it would be like team spaceship and team blow up comet. Do you know what I mean? Like there'd be some people that were like, "Is that what they call themselves?" Yeah, yep. Team spaceship and team blow up comet. <laughs> You can see the hashtag now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you know what I mean? You get a team that will be like, this world is done for. Team, I love this team <laughs> idea. You mean people who would subscribe to particular views? Teams. Not teams. <laughs> <laughs> team spaceship. Okay. Who would yeah. be, I feel like Elon Musk would be like, this world is dead anyway. Yeah. Let's build a magical spaceship where we can get out of here. Right, yes. Yes, I mean, that's a very good point. It's cause... 10 years to build a spaceship. Mm, gonna, yeah, if the world's like, let's work together to solve this, what happens if 
you know, China and Russia say, let's build a spaceship and get the hell out of here. Oh my god, imagine you and had Americans to decide which team you were on, and you had to decide right. if you were on Always with spaceships. the <laughs> <laughs> You had to decide which solution you thought was most appropriate. Not which team you're on. You get down with the kids. Okay, yeah, team. sorry. Team, team spaceship <laughs> or team blow up comet. Okay. Which one would you go? Which do you think um, you'd have the better? If you had to pick. I think, to, to, for me, it would be team blow up comet because I'd be thinking, well, we might as well destroy the meteor. What is the difference between called comet and meteor again? Is it a comet once it comes through the, oh, it, yeah. through the atmosphere, it becomes a comet or something like that? I think so. I think But, um, yeah, I'd say. No, because Haley's comet isn't in our atmosphere, is it? That's true, but this, doesn't it? Can't we see it because it burns around? That would be pretty close, wouldn't yeah, it? Though, it if we close. saw that, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be way too close. That would be like it almost hits us if it went through, if it touched the atmosphere. Maybe it's if you know the difference between a comet and a meteor, tell us. <laughs> yeah, we could Google it, but why would we Google when we have you guys? Yeah, our human Google. Send send a, a your postcard. answers on a postcard <laughs> to nineties television reference. Yeah. At <laughs> at <laughs> oh, wait, wait, so send your postcards to an email address uh, to I don't really give a shit at don't really answer this question dot com dot au I want to know do you yeah go on Google <laughs> but yeah I would say deflect the meteor because what kind of life is that to go on a spaceship and just be drifting in the barren wastes of, of space but hoping for for what? Would you feel that way if when you, when there was like a vote, yeah. and when you voted for which one you thought would, if you said that one, yeah. then you're no longer allowed on the spaceship. Right. But if you said the world one, yeah. then I don't know, you get a prize if we stay. You get a nice house. This is like, this is like <laughs> a super, super high stakes Brexit, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I like this. <laughs> you have to vote which way, are we remaining or are we leaving? <laughs> The Remainers. <laughs> the Remainers are like, we're staying on the planet Earth and we're going to be there to the bitter end. The Leavers are like, let's go find something better. This is uh, what Independence Day should have really been about. Yeah. it's. I don't like the idea of being on a spaceship with just millions of other people just floating through the solar system. Unless we could somehow develop in 10 years faster than light travel and we're like, we're going to go to this planet. Even then, though... I think that humans are capable of incredible things, especially when they're under immense pressure. Yeah. I think that in the 10 years, the world would be like unrecognizable, the technology we'd it invent. Works. And not purposely, but we'd invent things on the way to trying to get to the end yeah. result. So by the end, you'd probably get rid of the meteor and you'd have space, you'd have a space program that mm. rivaled anything else. Yeah, it'd be like a huge leap forward. It'd kind of be like similar to the, you know, they would say that wars result in a huge leap forward in technology. Mm. It would kind of be similar to that, wouldn't it? That this huge leap forward through just desperation. So how do you think social interaction would change? Like, would you go to work on Monday? If I knew, if the news came on now and said 10 years from now, comet's coming, yeah, possibly a meteor, not sure, mm. it's going to kill us all, Yeah, would I be in work tomorrow morning? Um, I mean, considering... If it rains, I I don't want to go into work. <laughs> the idea of of being obliterated by a, by a meteor would possibly lead to a sick day. 
I'm going to be honest. I might throw a sicky on one day. But that's it. You'd, eventually, you'd have to go back in because you need money. You've got 10 years of life, of living still to go. I wonder if they'd kind of declare a mental health week for the world. They'd be like, look. You need to come to terms with this. Uh, yeah, but if you're a doctor or like a firefighter or stuff, like your job doesn't end. Your job would continue, which is kind of proof that they have the important jobs, isn't it? Like if your job yeah. has, you need to keep going. Yeah, if, 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 the, if the world could just carry on without you, hmm. your job's probably not that important. If I stopped doing my job, the world would probably carry on a bit better. <laughs> yeah, well, I know for a fact if my job didn't exist, the world would be a better place. I well, know you're that for tra- a fact. Lee helps teachers get trained up to teach children. You, you... I work for the government, I mean. <laughs> government is evil. You know this. Lee's a secret spy. We all know it. Yeah, well... <laughs> Not so secret anymore. <laughs> Not the best spy. <laughs> do you think that people would... Do you think that, like, it would be, like, the 60s, free love would be everywhere? Everyone would just sleep together? Or do you think everyone would be like, no, we've got, I want to be with someone I love because we've got 10 years? Like, No, I think, yeah, I think there would be... A bit be, of both, maybe? Yeah, there'd be a little bit of both, but I think there would probably be... There would be lots of sort of end-of-the-world things where people are going, let's do stuff we've never done before, let's have a massive... Because, like, what would we do, personally? Like, we live far away from our families. I feel like almost instantly I'd be like, well, we have to go home. Yeah. Yeah, you would. It'd be funny, though, wouldn't it? Because as you said earlier, a part of you would say, well, I've got to go home because I've only got 10 years left to live. But another part of you is like, well, I have to go see the world. I've only got 10 years left to do it. You know, I think I was going to do when I was 40 or 50 or 60. I can't. I have to do now. Yeah, our family should come with us. We'll go travel together. Yeah. Yeah, that's the answer. So come on, you go home, you pick up your family, you go, right, guys, we're going to live like like travellers for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go around the world. Aww. Conning restaurants. Conning? Like, yeah, like they did. Ah, <laughs> oh, I get so fat. Yeah. I would eat everything I wanted for 10 years, and then if it didn't happen, I'd be like, right, now it's time to get this sorted. <laughs> then you'd be like, I have to sabotage this. Because I don't want to, yeah, I do not want to have to go to the gym every day. <laughs> Watch what I'm eating. I need to sabotage this this rescue mission. I think it would. How do you think law and order would change? Do you think like the court case for the man that keyed someone's car would carry on that week that it was announced? Well, I think you'd have another. It would. This is sort of the legal repercussions. Would there be an argument to be made in court when someone did something and they said, "Why, you know, why did they do this?" You know, the mitigating circumstance is. I essentially have been given a death sentence. But this is what I mean. Like, the ones, the crimes that were committed before, you'd probably have before announcement and after announcement, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, if crimes been, would you would you bother putting people in prison for either? Well, I mean, I suppose you still have to, because there's still violent people out there who would attack people and rape people and do all those sorts of things. But I think you'd be able to say, you know, you'd, you'd have a case to be made that when you did something, for example, if you just you know, broke into a shop or something and took something, you could say, I was out, I wasn't in my right mind, I believed it was the end of the world, I was under mental stress. Yeah. And you could make an argument that it was a mitigating circumstances. That it'd be kind of like an insanity plea, wouldn't it? You'd be like, being told that my life was guaranteed to end at, on this date drove me kind of insane. But, like, say you get jury duty. You're going to be like, I don't want to waste... My limited time... Well, the irony of a 10-year thing is that nobody knows how long we have here anyway. So you may not have the 10 years, but knowing you have that 10 years is such a weird thing because it's like you don't want to do menial things. I would never clean again. 
<laughs> this house would be a dirty crap hole. So what you're saying is, like, we carry on as normal. <laughs> what you're saying. But I just mean the world would have to make some weird changes because people wouldn't want to do the things they'd always been forced to do. Yeah. No one's going to give a crap about their taxes. So this is almost... This is always the question of, you know, would if you knew the day you were going to die, would you want to know it? Kind of. But if someone was like, maybe 10 years, maybe not, you'll yeah. find out. Like It's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. And then it's everybody on the planet has been given that. Yeah. So no one's special, in a way. So people would be, like, crying on television about it, and you'd be like, oh, shut up. Well, yeah, life would be cheap, wouldn't it? Because you'd be like, well, we're all going to die in 10 years. No, tomorrow, because so. we don't know. Because it seems... That you was yeah, possible, but, life is even more. You well, I'm not saying life is actually cheaper. I'm just saying there would be a lot of people around who'd be like, "We're all going to die in ten years anyway." So yeah, okay, I killed some people, but they were going to die anyway. And people say, "Well, you didn't know they were going to die." It's like, ah, yeah, they probably were. You know, oh, see, I, I would, I would think society might go the other way and be like, "You robbed that person of the only time left." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it might. Even, yeah, I'm not saying the society wouldn't be less. Uh, wouldn't punish them softly, you know, wouldn't punish them harshly. I'm just saying a lot of people would be of that mindset yeah. that everything is now pointless. You'd suddenly have this dramatic spiking nihilism. Yeah, and everyone would be alcoholics and drug addicts to get through it. Yeah, there'd probably be a mass uh, uptake of alcoholism, drug it's addiction. Just, it's such an interesting idea because it, so much is up in the air. It's like, would, we, would they pros- bother prosecuting against drugs anymore? Would they be like, oh, just let them have them? Yeah. I think there'd be a huge revival, like spiritual revival and religious revival. Yeah, people would flock to, like, the Vatican would be, after it was announced, like, Italy would have to close down because so many people would be in Maybe the Vatican. Maybe yeah, all the churches and Mecca would have a, and, yeah. They'll be full again. Yeah. Scientology would be like, we told you. Yeah. We've got those places. Zordon. Zordon's on his way. He's <laughs> the hero from Power Rangers, isn't he, Zordon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's only, it could be the same. Emperor Lurg, or whatever, I don't know. What's, what's the name Lurg, of Lurg, isn't that? That's, That's something from Futurama, else. Futurama, I think, as well, isn't it? Um, oh, God, what's his name? What's I can't Lurg? think of his name. Uh, Mid- no, Midichlorians, that Star Trek. I'm kind of got Star Wars. Oh, my God. Yeah, the geek rage, I felt it I then. Know, yeah, in the future. From I when felt it for you. I was like, oh God. <laughs> she's, she's in trouble. <laughs> How long do you think until the world, the day-to-day person, gave up on the fact that we were going to be okay and went insane? Like, and just started looting like crazy and stuff. I think the last, the, like the last year before the meteor was due to hit, yeah, society would probably essentially break down. You're being kind. I reckon five years. After five years, people will be like, well, no signs of fixing it. Let's go crazy. <laughs> Unless there were signs of fixing it, obviously. But I think even if there were signs of fixing it, in the last year, people will be like, well, they're going to have a crack at trying to save us. There's a 50-50 chance it won't work. Even though for the last nine years, I've, I've kept it together. I've been going to my job. I've been doing everything normal. Now there's only a year left. There's a 50 50 chance I'm going to die. I'm going berserk. Yeah, that last year would be like the purge. It would be yeah. insane. It would not be worth living on this planet in that last no. year. Everyone would just, it would be like a weekend in Vegas. That sounds quite that fun. Would, yeah, that's all it would be. A year of, imagine everybody just in Vegas going <laughs> insane. This week, I don't know if you saw in the news, but this week, 
and I'm going to butcher this story, but there was actually something spotted in space that they reckoned from another solar system. Mm. And when I saw the story in work, I was instantly like, oh, it's Spaceship Brahma, because it's a really long... Mm. From uh, the Arthur Park. So. Yeah, bringing Arthur Park in again. Yeah. Big shout out to the Seamer. But... The Clarkmeister General. <laughs> and it was funny, because I already knew that we were going to do this question today. So we were talking about it in work, and well, the guy that sit next to him work suggested that all the Chinese could just jump at the same time, knock us off our axis, and then it would miss us. Racist. <laughs> but imagine you got the whole world to jump at the same time. Maybe we could just knock ourselves off the axis. <laughs> yeah, was, let, let's say that hypothetically they could knock us off our axis. Then that would then hard. destroy all of our seasons. It would, it, it would last, last send case. us into a... It's Eternal last... winter, or... <laughs> it's a last-ditched attempt, though. We could all just jump. Yeah, we could. Jump then, for our love. Then... Jump in. <laughs> and then face a, a fate worse than death, which would be... The cold planet. Yeah, well, well, just an environmental disaster, the likes of which we can't even comprehend. Yeah, but then we'll fix it. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> then we've got another ten years <laughs> to try and fix that one. Do you think, yeah, you are right about... Nietzsche, though, so many people would just be like nihilists and be like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want, including tattooing my face and... Tattooing other people's faces. <laughs> against their will. Yeah, I think it would be pretty... Um, it, it would get it would get out of hand, I think, in, at times. and be a bit like the Rick and Morty episode, the Get Shrifty one. Yeah. Where everyone assumes that there's some kind of god creature has done this to them. I think people would be like, a new religion would be formed on the meteor. Like the meteor is probably to get us as prey to the meteor. Um, Use I don't our mind powers to mm. knock it off its path. <laughs> I don't think people would, would worship the meteor. I think they would just assume it's been sent by God. I think that's it. There would be a big divide, wouldn't there? There'd be one half of people would be like, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. <laughs> and then there would be REM reference there. <laughs> and then there would be the other half would be like, this is God's judgment. We need to stop sinning. <laughs> we need to clean up our our act and be more pure. I feel like I know which side you might be on. Really? <laughs> is it? Is it? Am I that transparent? Okay. Yeah. One more. I've got another question for you. Yeah. I buy you a telescope yeah. for your birthday mm-hmm. or Christmas. Yeah. You look through the telescope and you're the one that discovered this meteor. Yeah. A bit like Deep Impact, where Elijah Wood discovers it. Right. Yeah. What are you naming it? And you know, at this point, you know it's gonna, it could destroy us all. So when you name it, you have awareness that the, the meteor or comet could kill every human. What yeah. are you naming that meteor? Don't say Lee. <laughs> First option would be Lee. <laughs> second, op- second option would be Fluffkin. <laughs> a Fluffkin is Lee's word for a collection of red pandas. Yeah, it should be a fluffkin of red pandas. So now we just have an image of a ball of red pandas coming to hit Yeah, them. which is cute. So like, <laughs> if you're going to be destroyed by anything, that's what it's going to be cute. I mean, um, and number three would be... Um, the Death Star. You could. That's a bit cliche, though, isn't it? But and George Lucas would sue you. That yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, The it's, Disney it's, company it's, refuses. <laughs> yeah, they, they do not want to be associated with the world-ending... And then you'd have to put up with Space jokes theory. about how a womp rat could stop it yeah. for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, Percy, I think. Percy? Yeah. Percy the Comet? Percy the Comet. Nice. It's going to be good. I like Fluffkin. I think Fluffkin gets my name. Yeah. Or uh, Comet, Comet Face. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one would obviously be the next one because... Revenge we... of Boaty. Yeah. 
That's a vague reference. If you get it's, it though, ten points. It's not though, is it? Because now they've they've had the 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 ferry in Sydney is called Ferry McFerry Face. Did you see this? No. And they was like, you didn't see this. No. And there was uproar about it because obviously people, and I do kind of agree. I thought Boaty McBoatface was funny. Everyone's like, this is a joke from a year ago in the UK. <laughs> and the Australians were like, let's call him Ferry McFerryface. And everyone was like, it's not original. It's not original. And it won. And they've called it Ferry McFerryface. But at least they followed through. Well, yeah, I suppose they, they went for it. They're like, it is funny. And everyone like, was like, it's not funny, though. And they're like, it is. Wait till you see it on our ferry. Then it'll be bloody funny, mate. It will be. Yeah. So I suppose it will be. I suppose when they actually... I think they've done it already. I think it's already set sail. I'm not sure, but... So... Yeah, so Comic McComic Face. Comet McComet Face. So Fluffkin, Fluffkin could maybe destroy us all. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anyone. Is that bad? What? If you discovered a comet? No. If, if I knew no one else was going to find it. Say I know it's in a piece of... It's like an area of the sky that I just know no one's looking at, which is why I was looking. <laughs> Least section and I of saw space. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they, you know, they say that they're only ever looking at like 2% of the sky, because obviously there's a lot of it. And if, I, and if I thought, I know for a fact, like, no one's looking at this area of sky, and I saw this meteor, I wouldn't tell anyone. That's terrifying! Why yeah. didn't you tell anyone? Because, one, it, I derive my self-worth from knowing <laughs> things that other people don't know, because I'm, I'm so petty. <laughs> That's I, a weird type of introspection where you're saying something shitty about yourself, but you're like, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I've, just, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm a horrendous human being. No. Um, so, yeah, part that would partly be it. And the other part would, um, as it was burning through the atmosphere coming into the world, I'd be, like, laughing hysterically <laughs> at everyone. Just, there would be some sort of pleasure from that. of just being like, I knew this day would come. And you won't live with Mary Poppins because she's <laughs> full of herself. <laughs> And I would, I would like tell people. I'd be uh, a few seconds before it's going to happen. I'd be like, "Do this, or there will be repercussions." <laughs> and people were like, "What?" Like, I will make hell rain from the sky. And then when they were like, "What are you talking about?" I'd be like, "Come forth, meteor of doom." Fluff and they kid. would come through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Firstly, yeah. Fluff, Fluffkin the third. <laughs> would uh, you tell me? Uh, no, no, because you you would not react well to this news. You'd be all oh, no, it's the end of the world. I might do you'd a Britney Spears that. and shave my head and tattoo my yeah, face. And you'd be get like... all upset and all that. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> come on. I think we discovered a lot about you through these podcasts. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a little window into my dark black soul. <laughs> okay, so would you live here? Uh, what on earth? I, I'm sort of have to, don't I? In this dimension. In this, no, it's horrible. The world's going to end. But you've discovered a comet. Well, yeah, there's some satisfaction there, but you know, and I know that it's, it, I know that that just sounded like I would love this to happen <laughs> and I want to be part of this, but that's just a warped part. You know, this is like when Alex said, this is Alex is my brother, who said if he found uh, the Loch Ness monster, um, he would eat it. Now, I don't even know where to start with that. It's like you found something which, A, you know, is a dinosaur. Or a creature that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. That's amazing in and of itself. Why would you eat it? Secondly, think of the money you could make from it just from selling, you know, if you captured it or if you just had photos of it or evidence of it, then you could say you could be a millionaire. There is there is no reason 
to eat it. Like, why? He doesn't even like seafood. <laughs> and yet, that's his first thing. If I, if, do you know what I do if I found a Loch Ness Monster? Oh, I'll take a picture of it or try to capture it or video it. No, I'd eat it. Eat it. He's deadly serious. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't even said in jest. It was just like, I would eat it. And then when, I, when questioned, when I was like, <laughs> that's the ravings of a lunatic, he was like, he looked at me like I had two heads and was like, well, what would you do? Why wouldn't you eat it? Like, the only thing you could do if you found a Loch Ness Monster would be to eat it. Well, because there is a society, wasn't it? The Victorian society that ate every animal to taste what it tasted yeah, like. Yeah, Darwin was a member of it. Yeah, yeah. The, what, what was that called? I can't remember. They make fun of it in um, an Arden film, in the Pirate Club. Uh, it's, um, oh, it's God. Called... Yeah, words, words after some wine as well. Words escape me. Well, it's great because what he invented actually existed. So we can't be that nuts because other people wanted to do this too. Yeah, but other people wanted to eat. They were like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to eat but a lion? Wouldn't it be interesting? Yeah. But if you're like, there's one of these creatures on the <laughs> planet which we could sell for millions, I don't think they'd be like, let's eat it. You know, like, what do you mean? I love as well it? the idea he thinks he could take down a Loch Ness monster. I know, yeah, he could not only find it, but then capture it and devour it in some way. <laughs> That's, oh, eat it. I don't know. In my head, he's eating it like um, The Simpsons, where he eats the Rice Krispie Square, and he just bites out of it perfectly in its back, and it's like a cartoon bite mark. Yeah, yeah. That's, he wouldn't cook back. it, because he wouldn't know how to cook it. He wouldn't be able to prepare it. No one would know how to prepare it, because it's the bloody Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> so he would just be tucking into the raw flesh of this, you know, crypt- majestic cryptid. Majestic creature. <laughs> yeah, this majestic creature. This mythical beast. So you wouldn't live there? <laughs> yeah. It were, yeah. <laughs> In summary, uh, yes, I would not live on the planet which was about to be blown up by a meteor within 10 years. No, that's I would call that a dystopia. Would you live there if I could secretly guarantee to you that at the end of the 10 years, that at the end of the... T- it'll seem like we're not going to do it, but at the end of the 10 years, we're going to definitely be all right. Would you live there knowing that? Um, no, not really. Because I think we'd we'd see we'd see um, a side to to humanity that should never be. Seen. What what um what sci-fi realm or fantasy world is this most like? Does it remind you of anything? It's just about disaster films. Yeah, it reminds me of Deep Impact and uh, what was the other one that came out around about the same time? Armageddon. Armageddon. That's ah, right. do you know what it does I remind me of? Armageddon. Is the <laughs> Is the it reminds me of the oh my god what's his name it, Kira Knightley and comedian from the American Office what's his name um he's great Steve Carell Steve Carell remember that one someone to spend the end of the world with or something oh yeah yeah and it's just kind of a, a slow indie film but the world's about to end that was quite an interesting one yeah I suppose I was going to say actually because like Deep Impact and Armageddon both terrible movies which probably taints my view of whether we'd want to live in this world <laughs> so I'm like oh, anything like those films I love those films oh, I know you do I, I was you young do. and it was the beginning of the disaster films they all got they went downhill from there but those two I, I like those two so is it a Utopia, dystopia, or midopia? I would say it's a, a dystopia, isn't it? Has it has to be, right? A yeah. lot of good could come out of it, but it is a dystopia. Yeah. It's kind of definition of a dystopia. The world's going to end and we have a date for it. Yeah. Where in the world can we find you? Um, I'm uh, in, in Brisbane. Have you been on the website yet? Uh, I've been on websites. Have you... Our website is www dystopia.blogspot.com and I, I actually know our email address now 
That's pretty good. I know it. Uh, that was an uncomfortable pause. The pause <laughs> of someone said, who doesn't know it at all. I always said www. Um, no, so our email is drinksanddystopia at hotmail.com. So if you have any questions or comments or many complaints or backtracks that you want us to do, just send them our way. Again, brilliant. You know you can always trust an organization or <laughs> that has its email address at hotmail.com. Why am I meant to have it? Why is that not a legit hotmail? I don't know. It should be like email at drinksanddystopia.com or something like that, you know? Hey, look. We're not fancy around here. No, we're not. We're the common man. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Okay, well, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and uh, cheers, Lee. Cheers, Tanya. Thank you for this interesting discussion. To dystopias. To dystopias. More importantly, to drinks. <laughs>